Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Real Film Hour. This episode is on Batman vs. Superman, and I am Taylor Rhodes. Along with me today is... Derek, yeah, I'm here. Brian, apparently. <laughs> and we are five minutes out of watching Batman vs. Superman, and we are here to discuss our feelings about this film. I'm, I'll let one of you start, because I'm well, still a little well, heated at this moment. First, uh, yeah, you're definitely a little upset. I'm not as upset, but uh, I, my first impression was the, the trailers, the 14 minutes of footage that was released. <laughs> I mean, you can't miss it. It's on Doritos bags and Mountain Dews and every other commercial you watch on TV. Uh, they, Zack Snyder uh, definitely released... Too much footage. I I was I was able to guess all the dialogue for most of the parts, especially the important parts, mm-hmm. the the doomsday part. Just don't put them in the trailer. Why do you have to put them in the trailer? It's the same thing with Age of Ultron. Why do you have to put the Hulkbuster in the trailer? People are going to come watch the movie no matter what. They're not going to come watch the movie for Doomsday. It would have been a nice surprise. Oh, yeah. But they took that away from us. Completely ruined that with the trailer. Um, one thing that I... I'll, I'll calm myself a bit to a reasonable... Hey, you've had seven months to calm down. <laughs> it's been seven months since Ant-Man. I liked Ant-Man. <laughs> Ant-Man doesn't hold up... At all, I I, I, kind of like this one about as much as Man of Steel. Um, This move, Ant Man, is better than this abomination, to me. Um, Well, one thing I noticed was everything was crammed together way too much. Um, The the scenes, how they worked, it just nothing flowed. It had like six false starts too. It it, it's very choppy. Mm -hmm. The first hour and a half was. It's very choppy. You you really don't quite understand what's going on, but I think he kind of righted the ship the last forty minutes. Right. <laughs> the the beginning of the movie isn't even choppy. The beginning of the movie is not a beginning. It is cinema hash. They go back and do a retread of Batman's origin that while artistically filmed for the majority of Americans with a pulse is completely unnecessary. If you're alive, you know Batman's backstory. I don't care how you shoot it, it's not new. Beyond that, I did enjoy the movie's Batman, both the portrayal and the costuming oh. and the action choreography. You could drop out most of, and I don't know that I would go so far as to say hour and a half, but 45 minutes of the film, yeah. it doesn't even make sense. <clears throat> Zack the Snyder. story issues <sighs> with this movie are even more staggering uh. than Man of Steel. Uh. Zack Snyder is a competent Michael Bay. That's about <laughs> it. He's, he, he, is, he is what Michael Bay wants to be. His action scenes are excellent. His storytelling is dog shit. This was One thing I noticed while I was watching this, because we were watching uh, a bit of Watchmen, actually, before we watched this, because mm-hmm. it was on uh, TV. Um, this looks like Watchmen, but worse. Well, I like Watchmen. Sure. I, it you could definitely see it. it. It's, and I stated that as a concern before the movie, yeah. the, the scene in the trailer with the guy with the bat brand, that there is something heavy-handed... I don't know whether that's actually Zack Snyder's view of the world or he thinks 
that he has to kick you in the head with the desperation to make you understand how bad the world has become to produce Batman and require Superman. But he jam-packs these films with a glut of misery that is just unnecessary and then, unlike the Marvel movies, is completely unleavened by levity. And it just makes for a movie experience that is not fun. It's a credible superhero movie, mm-hmm. but it's not fun. One, one thing that I, I did like, I'll, I'll, go with, I'll, I'll go with what I liked. I will not spoil people out there. Well, <laughs> I will not spoil. <laughs> if you've so, seen any amount of trailers, you've, yeah, you're, you're already seen, kind of spoiled. <laughs> yeah, if you've seen. Yeah, if you I'm sure you already knew that, though. Um, ben Affleck's Batman was incredible. I absolutely enjoyed his version of Batman. I, I loved the costume. I loved uh, the dreams were a little. He was wonky. Good, but after twenty years of fighting crime, he he's the Batman. Yeah. They didn't call him the Batman until halfway through the movie. All of a sudden, he's the Batman. Yeah. They kept referring to him as the Bat Vigilante. Nobody cares about. The Bat Vigilante was 20 years ago. The Bat Vigilante. He's he's Batman. Yeah. You you don't refer to him as a... He is an angry old Batman. (laughs) He's 20 years of being Batman, and he's just angry. And uh, I I feel like this was almost a trailer for all the upcoming films as well. Yes. Um, I liked... Getting a, a sense of Clark Kent and Lois Lane because that's what I thought Man of Steel two should have been. You get you get Lex Luthor as the villain, and you get you know to really know Clark Kent at the Daily Planet and his relationship with Lois Lane, and you know just have like a nice little thing go on with Lex Luthor as the villain, which I kind of noticed was what they were throwing in there a lot was like oh this is what Man of Steel two would have been. Is you know getting to that sense of the Daily Planet and all that. I think they there's almost a sense of of panic that they got to catch up. Mm-hmm. So that there's this one scene where they throw in a bunch of uh, future superheroes. You know who they are. And that yeah. was that was completely that was unnecessary. Yeah, that was cheap. They they didn't need to do that. We know they're we know they're coming. At, at the, that didn't it, it stopped the movie dead in its tracks mm-hmm. I didn't like that at all um. <laughs> the the dreams in, in for one thing they're not all dreams no. so the the critics are, are giving you a false lead that way part of it is an actual vision of a possible future that Batman is meant to subvert. The problem is, it's completely irrelevant contextually to the rest of the film. What's going to happen at the end is going to happen even if you chop out that 15 or 20 minutes of footage simply because Lex Luthor is the villain and Lex Luthor knows way too damn much. Oh, yeah. Yes. Though he is a... for one thing, he clearly knows Batman's secret identity. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, why? How? Just because. Just because it's convenient. To <laughs> everyone's, yeah. everyone's story <laughs> intertwines with Lex Luthor being the cause of everything. He's watching... Jesse, I don't like Jesse Eisenberg, but he did a really... He did a great... He did a good job. Creepy better than Better than... Uh, Kevin Spacey. No, I, nope, no, <laughs> I think no, it's no, better no, no, than Kevin no. Spacey. Superman Returns is still, to me, is amazing. Returning to better knowing too much, but then also knowing too little because it's conflicting, mm-hmm. given that they included the vision of the future aspect of the film, and then the closing dialogue of the film... And this is supposed to be Dawn of Justice. I have the feeling they'll have to fight. Who is it that they're supposed to be fighting? 
Am I supposed to believe that it's going to be the Scarab? Or am I supposed to believe that it's going to be Darkseid? Yeah. Because you could take away either from that film. All this teasing, and they didn't even give us a mid-season... Mm. Or a mid, uh, mid-season. A mid-credits scene. No, which, which is fine, because I, I wouldn't want to sit through the credits. What's the next one? Wonder Woman. Is it Wonder Woman? Yeah. She was really awesome. She was this. great. Man. She was perfectly cast Yeah, as they well. did her yeah. justice. It was Superman. I, I, I enjoyed, you know, on the stand... Okay, if you look at it, the standalone um, of each character, Superman was great. Yeah. Batman was great. Yeah. Wonder Woman was great. But altogether, it was a... It was too much. And it really ruined the movie. And its name is... Is bullcrap. I'm well, sorry. There's, there's just no. The first hour, there's no congruity to anything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like we're watching a movie at sea. It's just choppy. Everything is just there's there's nothing that builds upon what you just saw. It's just there's six different beginnings and there's six different endings. Oh, and its its name is is false advertisement. Batman versus Superman is a joke. I'm sorry, but oh yeah, sure. I mean. We all kind of knew that they were going to go for the cheap little... Oh, it was a complete joke, though. You get ten, yeah. what, ten minutes, maybe less of a fight scene, and then it's like... I like the fight scene, though. The fight scene was incredible. Yeah, the fight scene was really Except neat. they ruined half of it in the oh, trailers. Yeah. You don't really... They make you think that they're going to fight a lot more. Oh, but no. No, 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 no. You you get ten minutes yeah. of Batman versus Superman, which is a two-hour-long movie, at 33 minutes. And you get ten minutes of what the movie's title is. They needed to take at least, bare minimum, ten minutes off this movie. It was way too long. Doomsday looked like um, one of those uh, trolls from the the final Hobbit movie. What, like, you know what I'm talking about? You know what it kind of feels like? It kind of feels Terrible. like they just switched directors halfway through the film. They did. <laughs> it was. It's very odd. It's. It, there was so much going on and they constantly change something at every single turn it, honestly I'm not sure that it feels so much like they changed directors as they had 100% the wrong director story wise oh, yeah. and that's the part where Zack Snyder should have a co-director because while he is a brilliant visual director he is a lousy story and performance director and at least a portion of that film it felt like they were wasting a phenomenal cast Mm -hmm. on a hack that was not making the most of them the problem was that even in Man of Steel when you only had one story to tell, Zack Snyder managed to lose control of the story in favor of visuals that ultimately underwhelmed. I'm not going to go into that. It'll still irritate me. (laughs) This movie, they threw so many story ideas at him and because he's not a overwhelmingly capable story director it's not like he could decide to sacrifice any of them and make a much leaner movie possibly sacrifice most of them leaving simply the actual premise of Batman versus Superman because the very beginning of the film where you experience the end of Man of Steel from the perspective of Bruce Wayne, I thought was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And if they had maintained more of that and given it something of a born supremacy to born ultimatum feel with the conflict between Batman and Superman, it would have been a phenomenal movie. But they said, we have this superhero and we have this superhero, and we have this villain, and this villain, 
and we have dreams and we have time travel and let's throw them all in a blender and whatever gets spit out that's the movie yep I thought visually the movie you know visually it looked great the visual effects were fantastic it should but it's a 250 million dollar <laughs> movie with a movie with such uh, this is one of those movies where you have to understand that don't go in and just appreciate the visual effects look at it story wise and story-wise, it's not good. Well, you don't really have much of a choice when the story's this lacking. And the visuals are, like you said, they're spectacular. They overwhelm. Oh, yeah. they, absolutely. It, 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 is a, it is a dark, gritty, gorgeous... Yeah. It, it is noir at its best. There's just... Like you said, I think the, the most important thing that should have come out of this movie is a fun experience. Was that wasn't fun. fun. It was exhausting. There was times it was where aggravating. I, I, I could check my phone because I'm like, okay, is this movie almost over? How hard is it to make Batman and Superman fun? I I, I don't know how you mess that up. It's just, do you try too hard? Do you not try hard enough? I, who knows? There's too many fingers in the pot. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It dragged on. The whole desert, <laughs> the whole desert yeah, scene. Like that, there's scenes that just reek of somebody else coming in and completely rearranging things on the spot. Yeah. It's just, it's bad. It was like, okay, I'll compare. Uh, Age of Ultron with the whole water scene with Thor, how that made absolutely no sense. Oh, sure. Yeah. There was that times, oh my God, 20. For this movie. Yeah, when he's in the pool and... Did you see the original scene? Yeah. That was supposed to be in the movie? Yeah. It's him and the six Infinity Stones are flying around. And yeah. It explains it all really well. But then and we can't... then Disney just held Joss Whedon at gunpoint and said, Hey, if you don't put this scene in your film... Which he didn't want to put that scene in there to begin with. We'll take the Hawkeye farm scene away from you. Ergo, no more Joss Whedon films. Mm-hmm. Disney, too many fingers in the pie for Avengers Age of Ultron. I think it, the same could be said for uh, Ant-Man. Ant-Man was a little choppy towards the end. Yeah, I mean, uh, especially in the helicopter scene where you turn around and all of a sudden Yellow Jacket. <laughs> Yellow Jacket has the suit on, Yeah, but the suit was in a little tiny briefcase and Yellow jackets on a helicopter, <coughs> no shrink ray, yeah. no, it's just... Okay. You so, flip the camera and he's in the suit. No explanation whatsoever. So long as we're breaking away from Batman to discuss <laughs> Ant-Man. <laughs> we we might to. as well get into a whole pet peeve that I have with sci-fi fantasy cinema. And this isn't just comic book movies, because Star Wars and Star Trek, that they all get it wrong. The stuff that, okay, one, space is a vacuum. You can't hear anything. Why am I constantly listening to engine noise? (laughs) Two, space is a vacuum. There is no gravity, there is no atmosphere, there is no atmospheric pressure. Everything expands in 360 degrees at the same velocity from point of impact. All explosions would be spherical. How is it that only the Japanese can get that right in anime? (laughs) You've had like 40 or 50 years. Work it out. Now to the more specific sins of Ant-Man. Your premise is that you shrink stuff down by decreasing the space in its actual atoms. It's called electron compression, and you're left with the object of the same mass. And if you then expand something, you have the same mass expanded across a more surface area, thus making it paper thin, okay? So, how is a tank on a keychain? 
How does Ant-Man run along the barrel of a gun? And how does Thomas the Train smash through the wall of a house? So many visual issues. It is a fun movie. I enjoyed it more than I think either of you did. But it requires so much suspension of disbelief. Oh, sure. That to really get on the intellectual level of the film, you might as well take a ball-peen hammer in with you and smack yourself in the face <laughs> at about 10-minute intervals. I think the one problem that we're getting with superhero movies, though, is there's, I think there's too much realism and there's not enough comic I, as uh, things he, going on. He nailed it. We forgive Marvel because the movies are fun. Yeah. I can't forgive... Man of Steel or Watchmen or and it's all freaking Zack Snyder movies. I, I Christopher Nolan be- Christopher Nolan didn't have this issue. And, and where's Christopher Nolan's imprint on this? He's an executive producer. He's an executive producer. What there is not a single ounce or hint that he had anything to do with this. I don't think he had anything to do. Uh, he threw his name on it. I, I don't know why. I mean, he I, I he he initially said no. I'm not directing it. I wouldn't put my name anywhere near this movie. But I, I know I'm already going to get. Brian caught. nailed it. Marvel gets away with it because it's fun. Yeah. As as bad as Avengers: Age of Ultron was, it was fun. The characters are more fun. Mm-hmm. This was just th- just throw any ounce of joy in this film. There is it's no just joy. dead. There's no pulse. It's too dark. Yeah. It's too dark. And I can understand if you want to have, you know, some dark situations go on, but this whole movie is a drag. Every single thing in this movie was just depressing. No, there was one good joke, but they waited till 15 (laughs) minutes before the end of the film to throw it in. Might have let the pot simmer too long. Yeah, that was a that was a good joke. Uh, What's her name? Clark's mom. Uh, Diane Lane. Diane Lane, yeah. Diane Lane's joke. You'll get it when you watch the movie. Yeah, if you, if you actually was, want to watch this movie. That was funny. I actually made that joke earlier. No, don't, don't take that away from this. You want to see this movie. Yeah. Hey, take a pair of headphones and watch it with the sound off, because trust me, you're not missing anything dialogue-wise. The story... But the visuals need to be experienced. This is a quality film that could have been a better film. Um, he's a competent Michael Bay, I'll just say it. Yeah. Like he's One thing I know I'm already going to get from this is because from the beginning of hearing about Batman vs. Superman, the first trailer, the first one that Comic-Con released when it's Do You Bleed You Will, that was all we needed. We did not need the, the 20 trailers that followed that spoiled the whole entire movie. Uh, all the most important things, at least. Well, here's what happened. Marvel set the date, May 6th, 2016, for a TBA, to be announced movie. Batman versus Super, or sorry, Man of Steel 2 was moved to May 6th. They didn't know that they were going up against Captain America's Civil War. It was supposed to be Captain America 3. They quickly changed it to Captain America Civil War, and then all of a sudden, oh, DC comes up with the brilliant idea of Batman versus Superman. They're they're forcing each other's hands here, Mm -hmm. and then in the end, Batman versus Superman backed down to Civil War, moved to March. Yep. So now they're both going to make a bunch of money. Yep. And I think that... They probably rushed the storytelling a bit. I mean, this has been filmed for quite a while. It was supposed to come out... Was it last summer? I think so. I know they moved it. Or December or something like that. It was supposed to come out earlier. They moved it to May 6th because they thought that they could compete with whatever Marvel was bringing out. Little did they know, they forced Marvel into a corner and they come out swinging with Civil War. And Civil War would have won... Oh, if they yeah. went toe to toe, it's just how would have happened. They have more. What was it? We watched. Uh, we, were, we were watching trailers before this, and yeah. X Men Apocalypse came on. <sighs> Brian Singer, I'll say it right now, he is far and away the most underrated director in Hollywood. He's incredible. His contribution to Marvel films 
is unparalleled. He's more influential than Joss Whedon. He's more influential than Christopher Nolan has been to DC. He's the main guy, and I hope that this isn't the last one. I hope that they come up with something else. I'm pretty sure it's probably be his last one. But Unfortunately. I really hope. But you said you said this trailer is going to be better than this movie that we're about to watch. It, it, was. Was. it was. It was so true. It was. That it was. Am I the only one that's depressed, though, when they watch an X-Men trailer? Because the worst X-Men movie, and you can argue whether it's X-Men The Last Stand or whether it's Origins Wolverine to your heart's content they're both pretty awful are still eminently watchable it's tragic when you're watching an X-Men trailer how excited you can be how Fox will get the mutants 70% right easily easily and then when they Really knock it out of the park. It is spot on. The Deadpool movie. That, and how badly they have grasped what Fantastic Four should be. And does it seem like maybe, given that over half of the X-Men films now, their success is attributable to Bryan Singer, that they should just throw a boatload, even if it's just like a small speedboat, of money at him to get him to do a Fantastic Four film. Like, that's the only way we're going to get one that works. Oh, he could do it. That would work. I think the only way they can... The only way they can fix it now is to integrate them into something bigger. I don't think... I don't think they, they can have their own movie. I don't think they can have a third a third original film. I don't, Not without shelving it for 20 years. I'd probably yeah. have to wait till I was 60 to see the movie. No, yes. exactly. You're, you're, not, you're not wrong there. But yeah, that Granted, la- his, his... last summer's Fantastic Four <laughs> is officially the worst. the worst movie I have ever seen in my life. Oh, it's horrible! It, it, it's definitely the worst Spent superhero movie. If you want to and call it a superhero, movie. I I attempt to be even with movies that I don't like. I attempt to be constructive because. The worst movie you've made is still better than the none that I've ever made. Yeah, so sure. that but there was absolutely nothing that I could find credible, interesting, well done about Fantastic Four. No. It was badly cast. Oh yeah. As far as skewing too young. I don't think it was badly cast talent-wise, but skewed way too young. It was badly written. It was badly designed artistically. And this is actually borrowing from somebody else's review last year. Why did Dr. Doom look like the disco gimp? (laughs) (laughs) You can thank IGN for that one. Josh, I'm so glad that Marvel, or sorry, not Marvel, Disney yanked Star Wars from Josh Trank. I'm so oh, me too. happy they did me that. Too. That guy's just a train wreck. He would have, he would have destroyed. I despise Miles Teller for the passion. He'd make a good Han Solo. Let's say that. I hate ah. him, but I. The way that he stood up supposedly to Josh Trank, got in Josh Trank's face and almost fought him on set because of how reclusive he was being Mm -hmm. and how standoffish and disrespectful he was being makes me a Miles Teller fan. That's Mm -hmm. how much I hate Josh Trank. Yeah. You couldn't deliberately make a bigger piece of shit than he made. If he tried to make that movie worse, I don't think he could. It's a complete joke. I don't... You can't. I don't. I don't see how he rebounds from something that bad. I don't make Oblivion two or not Oblivion two. Uh, Chronicle. All. Chronicle two. The first Chronicle was great. I never saw it. It was fantastic, actually. Chronicle is so good that it is potentially the only found footage movie that I like. Yes, yeah, it's, it's really good, but. One thing I know that I'm going to get from watching Batman vs. Superman is, well, I've already 
been kind of crapping on this movie for... Well, you can't help but not crap on it. They just released too much footage. And there was the worry that I'm like, I have a bad feeling this movie's going to suck. And my dad, I, I put up a thing today, and I'm like, you know, well, I'm watching Batman vs. Superman tonight, and my dad's like, oh, you've been crapping on it ever since you first heard about it, so you're just going to say bad stuff. I pick, I picked the good things that I could out of this movie. There was good things out of this movie, but overall, I there's good things. Am so angry, and I walked out of the theater and I went straight to the bathroom. And I I couldn't even say nothing because I I was fuming, and I'm I was you know when we started, I'm still shaking about how angry I am about this movie. Back to Michael Bay. <laughs> the second Transformers movie is awful. Oh yeah, but it's so fun to watch. It, it, is it worse than Batman vs. Superman? Yeah. It's one of the worst movies <laughs> ever made with a budget of that size, of, oh, yeah. of a franchise that big. And I love it. I love the second one. It is so much fun to watch. All you have to do is make this just a little fun, and I guarantee people would like it more. Superman's not supposed to be dark. I mean, it's... It's it's it's. I wish they would have taken a different rendition of Batman because it's not even a question of whether or not Superman's supposed to be dark. Yeah, his entire species is dead. That he, I, I don't even mind dark. I can see a dark Superman. They, for one thing, he has absolute power, and they've shown in alternate universes mm-hmm. that he can be corrupted. That he really, as far as Jonathan and Martha Kent, you know, lucked out upbringing wise, and that it, the core of him, when you strip away all the superpowers, is still this phenomenally decent person. Like his best superpower is his heart. That it's a wonderful message for kids. It's what makes Superman such a great kind of starter hero for the comic book community. And then you evolve into the the Batmans and the Daredevils and the Wolverines. And there's a place for all of them, and I love them all. Have since I was as young as my daughter is now. And I was happy that this movie did not skew as dark or as violent as I feared that it would, and barring some of the Clark and Lois scenes, (laughs) I I have no issue taking my daughter to see this movie on Saturday. No problem. I'm very glad of that. But my issue with this movie's version of Superman is Superman shouldn't sound like a teenage girl. No. Does anybody like me? That that's an unnecessary Superman. Oh, yeah. Dark Superman is fine. Teenage girl Superman is not okay ever. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, but I, I would have liked a little more Batman in this one. Just a, just a ben little was, bit more. Ben he ben kind of faded. So he kind good. of definitely faded away towards the end. Yeah. Well, to get let the others take you know the the camera time, Ben Affleck's Batman was great. You have to his bat his uh, the whole reason they brought him in is to exploit his popularity. The Batcave was amazing. You need a little bit. Oh, the Batcave was <laughs> awesome. There was some of that. Man, that I was so happy to see. I'm like, see, this is what I've been missing. No, it's no like, new gadgets though. I thought we'd get something a little new. I mean, a new Batman, but. Costume. Same old tricks. Same old, yeah. But it was I didn't just... like the Batmobile either. Oh, you didn't? No, I liked Christian Bale's Batmobile way better. The Tumbler. I guess I'm just sick and tired of watching superhero movies. Honestly, what was the difference between this Batmobile and the Tumbler? This this Batmobile, and, and sorry for the spoiler, but I'm just gonna say, <laughs> this Batmobile looked like Michael Keaton's Batmobile. I was gonna say that. Christian Bale's Batmobile had a love child. If you oh, picture yeah. two automobiles just banging it out, <laughs> this is the car that you get. What, I, what I'm trying to get at is, if you're going to incorporate Batman, you need to incorporate all the cool shit that he has. 
Sure, you see the bat lair and the bat cave. And you see all this awesome stuff hanging on the wall. And they never explore any of it. You never... Well, you saw that in the trailer. The very first trailer, you see that. And um, remember how they Sure they do. That I actually... And and not just the, the technology, but that it's believable technology. The bike from Christopher Nolan's ones. That was awesome. Loved it. I just, I just, just want a little bit more from Batman. Not Batman himself. I want Batman to do more. Him being on screen is great. He's there solely to bring people in. Man of Steel was a little weak. People are realizing this. They need some star power to go up against Civil War, and then they ended up backing off. So, really, this movie came full circle. That <laughs> was a disappointment. And um, I feel really bad right now that I can't actually say the one thing. I don't think it was a disappointment. I just... I, it, it should have been something else. The one thing that really... It's good. I, I won't say it right here. Um, about my favorite Do comic it. book. I, spoiling. Oh, no, don't spoil it. But my favorite comic book is somehow you know integrated into this movie. And they butchered it. They, they literally ruined what I've been wanting to see on screen forever, and they completely destroyed it and rushed into it, into a movie that was about six movies put into a one big piece <laughs> of shit. And, yeah, so, yeah, that made me angry, and that made me want to walk out of the theater, but I did sit down to the whole thing. I don't think I'd watch it again. I'm not gonna if I'm going to watch it again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip the first 20 minutes. I told my brother I was going to take him. I wrote to him actually it's all a little bit like ago. Brian and I, said, told him, I told him, like, I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to watch the movie again. You can only see his parents get shot so many times. <laughs> yes, serious. Oh, in the face. <laughs> but not in the face. Yeah. They show her getting shot in the face. But I wonder. Not in. Given the angle, because it, it's downwards, as the gun is pointed this way with the, the necklace looped behind it. I'm sort of having to assume that it would enter somewhere around like the clavicle and punch okay. through the lung, which would be why. What do you think they're gonna add that makes the Blu-ray rated R? Because he said he well, already he already confirmed. <laughs> no, I don't think. Well, maybe. <laughs> I mean, they almost has didn't. Amy Adams been was she naked in the fighter? I think maybe. Uh, yeah. Was she? I don't well, really remember. Through the clothes, whatever, but still. Um, but they almost showed it. So, I mean, there's a, some, there's that. Um, probably a little more violence in the killing. I mean... One thing that bugged me was the dark, almost sort of filter that was on the entire film. Almost like Watchmen. Mm. It wasn't there for Man of Steel. It was definitely... Oh, there was actually a weird uh, trailer that was released. Here for this. Somebody took um, the Man of Steel trailer because it was, it was dark. And then got rid of that filter and you and just had a regular like you know camera, and it was so bright and it looked like Superman Returns uh, style. It's, it's already camera. doom and gloom. We don't need the the doom a, a darker. <laughs> it's a dark filter. It looks like they got the lights turned down to fifty percent the whole movie. It's, it's oh, I mean, I, granted, I for the people that are gonna watch it three D. Oh that, yeah, with that dark. Do not get sucked into the vortex that is 3D for this film. It is all hype. It's post, post whatever they do to it. It's so dark. It's, it's all so post 3 It's all post 3D. That's that's what keeps happening these days. Well, at least we have Civil War. To look <coughs> to. Oh yes, we do. Which I'm. Very... Think Civil War is going to beat Star Wars. I hope not. <laughs> I think I, I, I think it, it can get two hundred million. I don't think it'll be Star Wars. I think Guardians is going to be Star Wars. There's the yeah. I think Guardians. Could I think Guardians two is going to be Star Wars. I know I'm going to offend Taylor when I say this, but so long as we're discussing Star Wars, I got to get it out of the way. Watching Episode Seven was wonderful because I always love it when I watch Episode Four. <laughs> oh. I don't. I, I oh, don't. you can't deny it. How how can. how can you, you say you don't see it? It starts on a desert. 
She's an orphan. She's she finds a, a droid. droid. They fly off in the Millennium Falcon. That and when they make it to a bar scene, and admittedly, it is much later in the film and on a lush green world. The name of the bar's owner is Maz Kanata, which is practically an anagram for most Eisley Cantina. I mean, come on. It's kind of like Ant-Man. I could hit you in the head with a hammer. I, I didn't ever... I mean, there's like little tiny things, you know, that was like episode four. But overall, I mean, I didn't care because it was Star Wars episode seven. And it, it, to me, it was just... Hey, I didn't care sense. either that I know when the disc comes out... I'm going to buy it on Blu-ray to go with my set so I own it in the best and I will love the movie. And it opens enough doors that it made me really excited again about a Star Wars trilogy. I want to see 8. I want to see Rogue One. I want to see if they can manage with Rogue One to tie the original series into this movie somehow. I'm assuming... It would have to be within the weapons development, like possibly Starkiller Base was the weapons research facility where the original Star Destroyer was designed, because it would really be the only way to make sense as far as the Starkiller Base's construction time-wise would be it would have to actually be constructed back during the height of Imperial power that I, I actually really... I loved... Episode 7, but let's be honest about what it was. Oh, the one thing that I was actually talking about, uh, the, the, the Starkiller base is, okay, the scene with um, uh, General General Hux giving his whole speech, that whole horizon. Of, that was cool. That, how incredible the Starkiller base was, but it was kind of rushed through, and then they just gone. Starkiller base is a fallacy. I, it, it, it's so absolutely ridic- ridiculous to re- retrofit an entire planet as a star, just as a this single weapon that uses the power of the sun. It's just, you can't build that in 30 years. I don't understand. Where did it come from? Uh. They didn't explain <laughs> it. They could have said, oh, hey, this is where we were building things all along, like Brian said, but they didn't do that, which leads me to believe that, uh, what was it called? The resistance, not the resistance, the... Uh, the First Order. The First Order, yeah. <laughs> were, am I supposed to believe that the First Order with like 10,000 troops built an entire... I, I mean, the, the whole alone, the diameter of that thing is just miles and miles and miles. It would take thousands of years to retrofit a planet, it's 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 inconceivable. It's it doesn't hold anything. It's just solely there to make fanboys happy. Granted, they had no choice but to play it safe because George Lucas effed the whole oh. series up with one, two, and three. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't blame J.J. Abrams for what he made, but. He had to play it safe, so he had he had no choice but to pander. And there's a reason why all the trailers didn't show anything because people would have realized it's episode four all over again. I don't think the whole series was destroyed by episodes one, two, and three. No, like they were all that there were certain key decisions that led to the failure of those movies. One of them was Jar Jar Banks. Don't even do the voice. I know how well you imitate it. Don't start. <laughs> it's late. I'm tired. I will lose it. It is 4.30 the, in the morning. <laughs> Jar Jar Banks. Casting Hayden Christensen. Come on. You couldn't find anyone better. Yeah. The entirety of Hollywood, you couldn't find anyone better. That, and... and other than that, I kind of like the first and second one. That they're they're direct, they're to the point, they keep it light, they provide an interesting villain in both. That the the 
one where you really lose me is the third one. The ease with yeah. which they take care of Count Dooku in the opening minutes of the film. And I understand that the third one is supposed to be years later than the second one. I don't care. It's still a horribly shot sequence. And then General Grievous is a horrible villain. You should never have a lightsaber duel in a movie where the guy's power move is for his robotic arms to separate so that he can windmill four lightsaber blades yeah. as if he's the Bassomatic commercial from Saturday Night Live. And then to have it end not with an actual impalement, beheading, or any lightsaber to finish, to have to use a blaster. That so terrible. Terrible sequence. Terrible sequence. The worst scene in all of cinema, and I'll say it till the day I'm dead, is when they go to arrest Palpatine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he does this like, triple barrel roll in midair and pulls his lightsaber back and just guts this guy where he stands. There's four of them. No... No defense whatsoever. Just stands there and lets him get stabbed. And then, literally two moves later, he's already killed the other two. Terrible. And what Brian said earlier, Count Dooku. Sure, it's made to show Anakin is becoming more powerful. Do you think Dooku's just sitting still? Do you think he's not getting more powerful? He can hold his own against Yoda at the end of the second one. Arguably, besides maybe... What Luke, the best with the lightsaber, the best, with the most powerful with the Force, easily, and he just dispatches Dooku by himself. I, I, I whatever, we got way off track. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but the, there's kind of the sense that once you, if you don't want to give away a bunch of spoilers, once you've covered the good bits. And once you've covered the bad bits, the good bits being the actual actors, the bad bits being the story that they were forced to act in, you kind of run out of stuff to discuss with this movie. It's not an overwhelmingly intelligent film. You're not going to walk out of it wondering, well, what if? That There's no what if there. I, I can't even turn my brain off to enjoy it because it's not enjoyable. You can't worry. Oh, you That's all I worry. want. And anything that you see in this movie, you can't even worry about because Justice League's already been announced. Yeah. One and two. Yeah. So um, anything that happens in this movie doesn't mean anything. I, I don't, I don't even mind the Justice League announcement. For one thing, I liked the performers. I liked the, oh, that, that excellent Batman, excellent Wonder Woman... Not that there was really much performance involved, but Jason Momoa looks amazing as Aquaman. Yes. And who thought Aquaman was ever going to be an interesting, you know, that... Uh, and I, I, get, I get that he has his fans, but really his power set, his storylines, that he's the least interesting... Of the Justice League. He's horrible. And, and he's the hardest to incorporate into the most stories. So, but Jason Momoa, if you want to make someone interesting right out of the gate, pick him. He's a very physical actor. You can choreograph great fight scenes, especially if you include Black Manta. The idea of underwater fight scenes, the way you would have to film them, possible CGI effects and wire harness rigging to make it look like they're swimming, that I could see that actually being the best part of a movie with him in that role, with the costume design. He really sells it just on appearance and charisma alone. I couldn't picture in my mind being this excited about an Aquaman before him. So that in this way, it is an amazing achievement. What bugs me is that they've already said 
that Zack Snyder's getting the Justice League movie. Ugh. And you've already proved that he can't handle the story in Man of Steel. And you've proved that he can't handle the story in Batman versus Superman. How about if you absolutely have to have him as the director, you get someone that knows story. Mm -hmm. And you get a decent script that only has one. Gotta get the Wachowski sisters on. <laughs> now, Jason, Jason Momoa's um, appearance was fantastic, but it was wasted. It was completely It was wasted. completely yeah. unnecessary. Sure, I thought that they were going to throw him in the film at the end. I really thought that he was going to have like, the, the something water, to do. The water scene with Lois, I really thought they were going to have. Gosh, it, it hurts me right now. I can't even talk about oh, what man. I need to talk about. My anger oh, truly about this movie, but I can't even say it. On, on the subject of water, did not love how Warner Brothers retconned the geography of the DC Universe just so that Lex Luthor yeah. could deliver the line, finally got you across the bay. Like, Gotham's yeah. over here yeah. on the... It, it's like the East Bank and the West Bank that they're just... The, Gotham's right here, Metropolis is right here, and they're yeah. just looking at each other. Yeah. It, like they're boroughs uh, yeah. uh, of New York. It's, yeah. oh, it was awful. Well, what do you give it? Percentage, what do you give it? Batman versus Superman. Terrible. What do you give it? I mean, performance-wise with the characters, they were fantastic. Yeah, Story but they, they were completely shit. overshadowed. Yeah, in the whole movie, nothing you can do. Shit. You can you, you look at Eddie Redmayne in Jupiter Ascending. You can have the greatest actors, and if they're in shit roles, there's not a damn many, thing that they can do about it. Like? There's nothing they can do about it. I'll give it a four. I liked all the characters. But I'm still gonna give it like a 60 percent, and that's being generous. Oh, I'm, I'm going. Less. I, I can't even give it. I can't. I can't. You have to give it something. Ugh. A ten out of a hundred. Ten percent. That's just because of the characters. That's just because of Batman, Wonder Woman, Lex Luthor, and Superman. That is it. Okay. It, it's it's been a while since I was in high school or college for that matter. So what what's the grading scale like? What's the lowest percentage that you can hit and still be like a C? Kids. I'd say, what is that, like a 70? 75 is... 70. Like 75 is like a C minus. Uh, okay. That might be a D, I don't remember. I never got Ds. <laughs> All right. Just, if a C is 70%, I'm going to give it 70%. I enjoyed it. Yeah. There was a lot of it that I enjoyed that I look forward to seeing again when I bring my daughter, that there was a lot of it that I disliked. So... You know, say, same as on a test, you lost some points here. But ultimately, yeah. you passed. You kept my attention. I walked out of the theater happy, not overwhelmed. I don't love it. I'm not gushing, but I liked it. We need to do a podcast with Hardcore <laughs> Henry. Oh, yeah. Just because maybe it doesn't look the greatest, but it looks revolutionary and I'd really like to oh yeah get some I hope it's it. not revolutionary <laughs> I hope that they never shoot a movie like that again because if that's what movies become I'll have to stop going <laughs> and I like movies so that's going to piss me off um, I see what you're saying but the early reviews I mean it's, st it's still 100% right it's, uh, it's like 20, 20 uh, now or 21 now so I'll give it a shot yeah. uh, with Batman vs Superman. This is I did not like Age of Ultron at all. Um, but I'd rather I want to go back and watch Age of Ultron lot better than after this. watching this movie. And to me, I hated this movie. This movie was terrible, and I was planning on seeing it again just to take my my brother. I'm not doing it. I can't do it. I, I'm not sitting through this movie ever again. There's no need. It's just not fun. It's not fun. Just give me a fun movie. Mad Max. Fun. Was so light on story, but so overwhelmingly fun. Yeah, 
it blew everyone out of the water. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know how you lose that fun element in a film like this. It's just, it just they definitely found a way. Oh, he dropped the ball. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I really hope the reviews wake him up because he's not oblivious to it. He's not Michael Bay. He's not oblivious to the fact that he made kind of a subpar film. Yeah. Transformers 5. Oh, God. Sure. <laughs> we don't need that. They just keep putting that son of a bitch at the helm. Of a sinking ship. It's just, oh. Actually, I, I'm not sure it's a sinking ship. I think it might be crash landing. It might be like an analogy for the... <laughs> what's the uh, name of the actual Autobot ship from the cartoon Teletran 1? That, uh, you know, Michael Bay is just at the helm of Teletran 1, going to drive that nose first into Colorado. <laughs> who, did, who did they use for transportation in the original series? Which transformer did they use? Remember. He hasn't been in the films yet. You mean once they got off planet Earth and they were zipping around in space? It's between Cybertron and the the world of like the Headmasters, the the giant Autobot. That was Fortress Maximus. Fortress Maximus. Yes. Not gonna have him in there. They they might have Hot Rod in the next one, Unicron, but. That all that is irrelevant as long as Michael Bay is directing it. Oh yeah. And, and if any of you are wondering, any of you that might listen to this as to how old I am that I know all of this trivia, <laughs> I watched these things when they were on television. It was my afternoon treat for putting up with school. <laughs> so I got home and before I had to do homework, I got to watch Transformers and He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Oh, mine was mine was Power Rangers. Yeah, I'm ashamed to say it, but it's Power Rangers. I can't wait for the Power Rangers movie. How awesome was Lego Batman trailer? Oh, that was incredible! Holy shit, that looks good. I'm very very excited. That trailer was better than the movie. Yeah, <laughs> half of those trailers we watched were better than that movie. Oh yeah. I I'm I'm sorry. I would watch two and a half hours of trailers before I watch that. <laughs> two and a half hours of trailers that I've already seen. Yes. Then watch no doubt this movie again. Yes. Watching the first 20 minutes was like watching six different trailers. So what the hell's the difference? <laughs> I, can't, I, I, I am a Batman fan. And as far as classic, especially when they say it's going to be Frank Miller-inspired Batman... They delivered Frank Miller's... I could watch that movie another three times just for Ben Affleck as Batman. I thought that was phenomenal. That may be one of my... I, I don't know that I can gush about the movie as a whole, but that performance right there might be the best superhero performance mm -hmm. I've ever seen in my life. It, it, it was even more on the nose than Ryan Reynolds in, in Deadpool. It they hit every high note. Guys, it was pitch perfect. Guys, they didn't put Green Lantern in here. There's <laughs> no Green Lantern. What, what the? Who's the guy who played Doc Ock in Spider-Man Two? I think Alfred was, Molina. Alfred Molina. I think he still to this day is given the best performance in a oh. superhero movie. Of a villain? Absolutely. Oh, Dog Dog was incredible. That, well, I mean, that's one of the greatest Marvel movies ever made, is Spider-Man 2. Yes. And Dog Dog was absolutely incredible. He and I really enjoy Loki as well. Loki's fantastic. Yeah. Dog Dog is, Dog Dog is fantastic. Dog Dog, Spider-Man 2 was, Spider-Man 1 and 2. Oh, Willem Dafoe was Revolutionary. Revolutionary. Absolutely amazing. Kicked everything off. I always say that there would be no MCU without Iron Man. There'd be no Iron Man films without Spider-Man. How could those spider -Man No, I really think the success of the first X-Men is what kicked yeah. everything off. Because I can remember watching X-Men when I was in my sophomore year of college, and Spider-Man 2 came out my senior year of college, when we actually had senior week, that was what we did one afternoon. 
is a bunch of us went and we did a double feature of Attack of the Clones and the second Spider-Man movie. No, maybe it was even the... Attack of the Clones was 2002. Yeah, 2002 so was the second Spider-Man. No, yeah. Wait, the first Spider-Man came out in 2002. No, I don't think so. Yeah, may, maybe it was the first Spider-Man yeah, the and the second... Out, no, the third one came out in 2000. Five. There so there's no way the first one came out in 2002. The third. Spider-Man. If you haven't guessed, one of us has his cell phone out and is checking IMDb. <laughs> that. I yeah, I'm not really sure. Well, we just crossed the hour mark. Dang. Dang. When's the next one? 2002 was first part. Was it? Yeah. Okay, so apparently it was the first Spider-Man and. Attack of the Clones that I saw that day. Well, what's, our, what's the what comes out uh, next week? I don't know. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> oh yeah, nothing. I don't know. The week after that is Hardcore Henry. The week after is Hardcore Henry and the Boss. Which uh, I'll be watching Hardcore Henry because I'm tired of Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy's excellent. I I I she won me over in Spy. I I have to agree with him. I was actually never a Melissa McCarthy fan until Spy, I like Spy. and I cannot wait to see the boss. It looks hysterical. It looks yes. good, but I'm, I'm and I like the Ghostbusters trailer. I don't care what I you say it. about I it. it. I it's it. not a remake. I hate it. They're not remaking the entire universe. What happened happened. They're yeah. not stealing their thunder. They're just kind of they're cracking on it. I know. No, 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 no. <laughs> They're crapping on it with pixels. And no, no. It's, pixels was a joke of a film. Pixels I liked it, was, but it was a joke. And this looks like Pixels Part 2. Just no. the Ghostbusters edition. No. No, 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 no. Yeah, we'll see how well it does at the box office. Oh, yeah, because there's a million Melissa McCarthy fans because they're morons. Hey, she, at least she's kind of like gone away from that. Now people copy her. You, can, you can't say she ever really copied anyone. No. She's... Rebel Wilson copied her and a bunch of others. Yeah, unfortunately we got Rebel Wilson out of that. How many fat girls can we see get hit by cars in films before they stop doing it? I think it's funny. It is funny, <laughs> it's but it's not trailer. that funny. I, 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 I like Melissa McCarthy because she's so self-deprecating. I think that that's the best quality for a comedian to have. And I think she, she nails it, man. Sure, she makes some crappy movies like what was Tammy? I almost said Maggie. But Maggie is a great You can't dwell on something that's that poor because as poor as it is, Spy is that much better. Yeah. You just Well the next movie is Hardcore Henry and yeah, that's the one that Yeah, we'll probably do one for Hardcore Henry. I don't want to do one for the boss. Yeah, because I, I, I And then we won't probably won't do one until Civil War. Yeah. Is there anything in April? Jungle Book. John Favreau's. I'm not excited for it. Andy Serkis should have been made Andy Serkis is going to blow John Favreau's out of the water. Even the casting is better. Just on paper alone, you could comparing the two casts. Yeah. I'm sorry, Christopher Walken as King Louis doesn't make any sense. Why does he have an My son. Yeah. <laughs> you come uh, to me. <laughs> Bill Murray. I, I, it just doesn't fit properly. I mean, who better to make it than the king of motion capture? Exactly. Who's learned under one of the greatest directors of the past 15 years, Peter Jackson. Yeah. He's been second unit director for all the Hobbit films, uh, King Kong, and he's an excellent actor. Think of all the movies he's in now. Star Wars. Uh, Avengers. Avengers, he's in Avengers, yeah. He's in all the Hobbit movies, Lord of the Rings movies. He's a great... Oh, all the... uh, Planet of the Apes movies. Oh, He's an excellent actor on top of his skills in motion capture. Yep, he is. His motion capture character, Caesar, is a better actor than anyone in the films, that, he, including Gary Oldman. I thought it was a travesty that because it was a motion capture performance, he was not nominated for a performance Oscar yeah, for Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. You got me. That, it, and at this point with Oscars so white and everything else, is there anyone out there that's not 
in Hollywood and a part of the Academy that believes in the Oscars' artistic integrity anyways, or that these people are winning for the movies that they should win for, versus when everybody else has decided it's finally their turn, that they've paid their dues, because as much as I enjoyed The Revenant, is this the movie that Leonardo DiCaprio should have won Best Actor for? No, I, I, I think his best performance, I, I think they're equal. I think Wolf of Wall Street and I think Blood Diamond are his two best performances. Wolf of Wall Street, the scene, you, you haven't seen the scene. I've seen the whole movie yet. You've seen it, right, Brian? Yes. Wolf I've seen like two and a half hours of it. <laughs> There's a movie in a movie where he's on Quaaludes. He pops too many of them and he's so incapacitated that he has to crawl to his Lamborghini and he's just... Just, his face is drooping he can barely move it's one of the greatest scenes I've ever witnessed and it, he should have won for Wolf of Wall Street but I, I, you can't argue against Daniel Day-Lewis I mean Lincoln was really good but I think Leonardo DiCaprio was a little bit better that year mm-hmm. he should have at least two by now nice. Revenant I, it was kind of a weak field this year. Yeah. I thought Tom Hardy was better than Leonardo DiCaprio and Revenant. <coughs> That's for another time. Yeah. Wrap it up. All right. Well, this was Real Film Hour, and you we... are yelling. I know. We discussed, you know, whatever we just talked about. <laughs> and tune in next time. Yeah, I, I don't know if... Batman vs. Superman is real film hour approved. I'm not approving it. Worth I, I have to approve it just because you have to see it in order to have some congruity for Justice League and Wonder Woman and all that. Go into it for So you for have Batman. to watch it. Because you have to watch it. If you're a DC fan, you have to watch it. We are getting Ben Affleck's Batman movie out of this. Sure. He's writing, directing, and starring in it. Sure. Which I'm... We'll have to see what it is. I'm so excited for but yeah. Yeah, and he's also in Suicide Squad. Don't forget that. Oh, I'm so excited for Suicide Batman Squad. is confirmed to be in Suicide Squad. Yes. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I'm Taylor Rhodes. What are you pointing at me for? To say your name. We're closing it. <laughs> Bye-bye. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Derek. Bye. That's Brian. Yes. Still Brian, apparently. Brian, the, sp- the special guest star. And this was Real Film Hour. The analytic Assassin. And tune in next time. Bye. Bye, everybody.